Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast here at Ausbiz. I'm your host, David Scott. Joined today with Carl Rodder. Carl, uh, when we woke up this morning, I'm sure, like you, I went and looked at the other uh, market map on Wall Street and I just thought, ouch. And then immediately thought to what the session was going to be like here locally today. Aussie Dollar was giving me a bit of glimmer of hope and it soon turned out to be that way because all things being equal, it could have been much, much worse. Yeah, it really could have been. I, I really, you say about waking up in the morning and you check your Bloomberg or whatever you like to use for your, for your financial news. I looked at it and my jaw dropped to the ground. I'm like, what did we have overnight to see a 4% move in the S&P 500 to the downside? It was ridiculous. But, um, you know, it wasn't a great day for the ASX 200. Any investor would attest to that. But, you know, it certainly wasn't as bad. And we haven't seen sentiment completely fall out of bed yet. No, people are talking about capitulation in the States. Certainly no sign of that at the moment. But the warning that comes through from those big box retailers, Target is huge, Walmart is even bigger. And there's the message being sent there. These are like Main Street stalwarts. And this is where so much money was piled into back during the pandemic, you know, limited places to go and spend. All of a sudden, this environment where high inflation is coming through and we're just ever so slightly seeing the consumer side of the equation start to go and soften a little bit. Do you reckon there's maybe a little bit broader message for the markets from these uh, these big retailers? Yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, I think for me as well is that everyone seemed to get caught out on the wrong side of that trade because talking to a lot of folks coming in here and then listening to a lot of commentary in the broader financial media, everyone's saying higher inflation, go go into the staples. People are going to sort of move down the value chain with their consumption and they're going to buy at Target and you know here they're going to buy at Woolworths and whatever it happens to be. And we got these profit warnings out last night and effectively the message was is that we're not exempt from this either. Costs are rising, our margins are shrinking, our profits aren't going to be as, as good as you expect and everyone's going, holy cow, where do we hide? So yeah, I mean, you've got a macro signal in that, you've got a micro signal in that too. So it's sort of understandable why everyone sort of um, got a little bit skittish. Yeah, you know, my view today went right about to know what's been going on when it comes to the, uh, the market mechanics and what's going on. A lot of the price has been eroded away and that's been reflected by what's been going on with long bond yields. You know, everyone's been talking about how hawkish the Fed has been. That's really already gone and recalibrated. But the one thing that hasn't really changed is the earnings side of the equation and the earnings impact that will come through when it comes to slower economic activity, higher inflation, which we're still seeing at the moment. And that's where I think we might go and get a bit more pain. Uh, there has to be you know, a bit of a calibration there coming through. Otherwise, you know, uh, once again, we go back to the equation where stocks look very, very expensive again. So it's a kind of nexus that it can't really coexist. So to me, it looks like there's still some more downside to come. I think so. I mean, it's easy to slag off, you know, sell side analysts or whatever. Um, but, you know, normally they're a little bit late to the party when it comes to sort of downgrading earnings. So when they start to, you know, reflect some of the bearish sentiment as well, you know, maybe that's when we're really going to be starting to think about bottoms and what have you. But yeah, the, the, um, the outlook for profits is still 
probably a little bit too optimistic based on at least what you can gauge from sentiment in the market. Well, Cole, at least for one thing we learned today that uh, earnings season is still going on in the States. No one was talking about it, but uh, now all of a sudden everyone's going to be watching what's coming through at the moment. Uh, look, some person uh, know, out there agree with me that it's not time to go and buy this uh, this dip that we've seen. Uh, Zach Riaz from Banyan Tree is one. Uh, he came on the program, had a chat with uh, Nadine and myself earlier today, uh, giving some, uh, some names in the small cap space that he thinks are good places to go and hide out and, and likely to go and hold up pretty well should we get a further flush. Also had a chat with Carl, not uh, not uh, my uh, esteemed colleague here in the uh, podcast, but uh, Carl McIntyre from Fightrail. A really great chat today. Mm. Uh, so Aristocrat Leisure was one of the standout performers, one of the few up stocks today. It was up more than 7%. It released a very, very strong profit update, $500 million buyback coming through. Uh, Carl gave his expectation as to exactly why he likes that company, the dynamics behind it, and also weighed up some of the risks as well involving that consumer because, of course, you need to have disposable income or you should have to to go and gamble in their facilities. So well and truly worth your while as well. Uh, had some pretty uh, choice words about the Commonwealth Bank as well, the valuations. Oh yeah, so uh, yeah, for those people out there at the moment uh, looking to get into the banks, maybe see them as a safe haven. Uh, talking about credit cycles and uh, everything else as a cyclical play, uh, I tend to agree with them that uh, the bank's balance of uh, no risk may be slanted to the downside a little bit right now. Yeah, I guess the argument in this environment too, isn't it, is that um, interest rates rising by banks, but we've got a lot of smart people coming in here saying, oh, no, 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 that's not the uh, the full story. You want to um, you want to look at the growth picture. You want to look at what housing's doing, et cetera, et cetera, and that's going to lead... Uh, lead you down the, the right path when it comes to investing in the banks. Yeah, Aristocrat Leisure was one of the top performers on the session. I can tell you Webjet as well uh, was another pretty good performer. He finished up about 2% or so. Mm. We had a chat uh, to kick off the day you know, with uh, Josh Bayaka from Macro uh, and uh, he was having, giving you a bit of insight as to what he's looking for in the market. Now, any uh, names on the shopping list that he'd like to go and buy as well should we get a further pullback. So well and truly worth your while taking a listen there. Great guest on the program, as always, today. Uh, I'll tell you one company that, uh, that reported today, but whiffed and very, very badly, and uh, that was New Farm. It uh, mm. was down 8.3%. Uh, and I talk about New Farm because it was actually our stock of the day today. So uh, Nadine was hosting the program today. She sat down with Mark Gardner from Macro Capital and Michael Gaywell from Fairmont Equities to get their take as to whether new farm and uh, all the nutrients it can go and deliver to those uh, farms around the world was worth a buy. Take a listen. If you like the business, we did see um, the business upgrade their guidance back in February. Um, They're in a bit of a sweet spot at the moment, of course, with with the higher higher food prices. Um, You know, weather's been particularly kind to them here in Australia over the last year or two. Um, so yeah, look, in, in, a, in a sweet spot at the moment, um, the gearing has been declining as well in, in an environment where rates are going up. So I think it's, you know, so maybe it's not necessarily a buy today if, if the market's going to be weak for a few days, but it is one on our, um, on our watch list as a, as a potential buy. I think the outlook for this one, yeah, very keen on the agricultural sector, particularly for the next 18 months. Um, because it realistically puts them, you know, in almost three or four reporting cycles before, you know, mm-hmm. any any adverse conditions are going to take hold. Um, obviously, the geopolitical uh, backs it up as well, and and they're defensive, um, you know, consumer staple sector. So it's got a lot going for it. So yeah, it'd be, I'd be happy to be buying them back um, when the market calms a little bit. But um, yeah, probably probably under six dollars. 
So there we have it. Uh, like the company, like the, uh, no, the space it's operating in, but uh, the valuation at the moment, uh, yeah, not uh, prepared to go and lob by at this stage. I want to go and see a pullback before getting excited about it. So the, the uh, broader market came up with the same conclusion as well, Carl, down 8.3%. It was the worst performer on the 200. Uh, probably worthwhile going through some of the other retail performers, given that's where a lot of the other uh, bloodbath mm. was uh, concentrated today. Wes Farmers, probably the closest thing you could go, maybe make a line to a Target and, uh, and a Walmart. Well, in Australia, yeah. it was down 7.3%. Metcash, 6.3%. JB Hi-Fi, now been absolutely shooting the lights out for a long time, JB Hi-Fi, yeah. down just a lazy 6.3%. Woolworths, you know, old Woolies, yeah, down 5.6%. The list can go on and on. Harvey Norman as well, down 4.7%. A lot of it gets, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, revaluation uplift from, uh, from property as well. So just everything being carted out and... Uh, Put in the, uh, the bin at the moment, but uh, whether that lasts is another question. We've got U.S. futures oscillating between break-even as we go to air now. Uh, Carl, uh, what are your expectations like moving forward? Do you expect that regardless of direction, we're just going to continue seeing this real volatile trade for the time being? Yeah, I think so. I mean, really, I think you've said it before too, and I think you know a few other uh, analyst, analysts have said it too, is that the, the Fed's tightening their draining... Tight, sorry, the Fed is tightening their draining liquidity and we're heading for a growth slowdown. So that has to be discounted in the price. And, you know, we don't know. We, we don't talk about it, I think, that much anymore. Um, but we still aren't really sure about the kind of level of distortion in asset prices from quantitative easing. Some people say it doesn't do anything, you know, that the whole mechani- uh, mechanics of it is, is still a, a, a point of academic debate. But, you know, intuitively, we've seen for years asset prices highly elevated. Again, that all that liquidity has to have been a, uh, a factor. And we've only just had the Fed starting to, to trim its balance sheet in the last month or so when this is how the markets react. So, you know, combine all of those factors and you think this is, you know, a pretty typical um, bear market. And I have to say, you know, on the trade and, and all these other things, um, that's that's pretty much everyone that's been in the market for more than, <laughs> say myself, over, over a decade. We're talking about multiple cycles and long cycles. We're mm. saying this is a bear market and you have to learn how to play it and you have to adjust accordingly because you know this time at least compared to the last decade or so is different yeah the fed wants to drain trillions it hasn't even started draining its uh, its balance sheet right now it's uh, it's still sitting there uh no over nine trillion now uh, that mm. runoff will begin early next month but, of course, uh, June 1, the yeah. last time that quantitative tightening uh, began i can tell you that uh, financial markets tanked uh no the autopilot uh, comment on yeah. uh, what was going on with the balance sheet certainly didn't go down well and right now they've just gone and put in place an autopilot kind of scenario so we'll see what happens ahead but uh, i think it's Regardless of I know, uh, the mechanics and everything else, it has distorted a lot of different marketplaces yeah. through what's been going on, particularly the term premium, a longer, long bonds as well. Yeah, and it's worth, worth mentioning there too, inflation, when they had that uh, famous power pivot at the back end of December 2018, inflation was 2.5% and everyone was fretting. Um, we're not on a war footing like now uh, with the Fed trying to bring it down from 40-year highs. So yeah. it's a very different context. Yeah, that's the key thing, that uh, this time is different uh, rather than trying to go and boost growth and in inflation, which has been so much the modus operandi of central banks for a long period of time. It is now the opposite. So no trade and invest accordingly. Uh, look, uh, we're going to wrap it up. The uh, XJO was down 1.65% today. All things being equal, though, from the lows that we saw Thursday last week, uh, no, only five days ago, we're still up 2%. So uh, it's not uh, no time to go and, uh, and throw everything out, baby out with the bathwater and the like. We're still doing fairly well in a global context especially. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens over the course of tomorrow. Until then, Carl, we'll, uh, we'll call it. Yeah, have a good night. You too. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.